Back to this use of the words sovereign and sovereignty. Did you, did you hear a buzzword or a dog whistle in, in his uh, repeated use of that word? Yeah, we knew he was going to talk a little bit about that because they had given us a little bit of a preview, no words or anything. But so we were sort of expecting this theme, but it was just way more. It was just over the top. It was, you know, it, it caused me to go back through and count how many times. And so he, he used that word sovereign or sovereignty 21 times. Wow. It, was, it was definitely the word. This idea of sovereignty, that, that's a loaded term. This is a favorite expression of authoritarian leaders from China to Russia to, to African dictatorships. It's about, you know, we all have different values. Don't preach to me about human rights. You've often heard that kind of rhetoric uh, pushing back at America saying, you know, democracy, open society is the way forward. So to hear an American president, that's a real departure from the public comments and really a tenet of U.S. foreign policy, Democrat and Republican for decades about not just uh, the U.S. as a democratic example, but, but supporting democracy abroad. You had a president here say, you know what, we're not going to impose what you do inside your borders is your business. That may be the single dumbest analysis of a speech I've ever heard. I took that, in... uh, there are gymnasts who've won gold medals who could not twist rhetoric with that skill. I took in a lot of echo chamber on the speech yesterday. Most of it pretty positive, including from like the Washington Post's David Ignatius and others. Um, uh, I didn't hear that conversation. I missed that one. That is a bizarre interpretation of the use of that phrase. The way they leapt from he used the term a number of times to you know, I've heard dictators use that term, and I'll explain why in a second, to this is a real departure for American policy. You can do whatever you want. Um, that I, I don't get how you get that out of that speech. But again, they, they, have, they are making their living on bashing Trump, and they have to find a reasoning to do it. But that was a load of S in the long, uh, long and short of it. Trump opened with paragraph after paragraph, on the promise of the UN, the promise and the uh, the risks of the new uh, day that we're seeing here. Uh, to put it simply, we meet at both a uh, time of both immense promise and great peril. It is entirely up to us whether we lift the world to new heights or let it fall into a valley of disrepair. Then he talks about lifting millions from po- poverty, helping our citizens realize their dreams, ensuring that new generations of children are raised free from violence hatred, and fear. Now, how you get from that to the new U.S. policies, you do whatever you want within your borders. No, it was a departure from the Obama administration internationalist view. He was making it clear that, look, and he stated this, we're going to do what's best for the American people. You ought to do what's the best for your people. That's what we're all doing anyway. God, the, the, the kumbaya... The, the 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 so happy to be coming together. Look how look how international. Look how enlightened we are. Look at these international bridges we're building. Those bridges stand until the best interests of one of the countries involved are in opposition to the bridge. Then they change immediately. Stop being so naive. Now we can build friendships and treaties and obligations and the rest of it. But this whole that we're all going to come together and build this beautiful world. It's just not happening. It's not to say the U.N. or international uh, agreements can't do any good. It's, it's, there's a limit. It's like everything else. It's, it's a question of balance. It's the yin and the yang. 
The yin had its way for far too long, and the UN has become a useless, giant, bloated organization. That That's a hell of a stretch, that sovereignty thing. Sovereignty simply means self-determination. Now, if we are lecturing China about giving their, their citizens some human rights, yeah, they respond with, no, we're a sovereign nation. You can't tell us what to do. Okay, well, I would argue that, well, you know, no, we can't, but you ought to treat your people better. But they are a sovereign nation. That means they have self-determination. That's all the term means. So, uh, you know how sometimes... I'm trying to make that like some sort of scary conspiracy, please. Sometimes you hear or you see a picture or whatever, you hear a story and you think, wow, um, it's been that long. I thought that was like a year ago, but it's been eight years ago. Here's a reverse of that for me anyway. The Today Show is celebrating 10 years of Kardashians. The Kardashian phenomenon hit us 10 years ago, and I thought, it's only been 10 years. It seems like it's been dominating Did my entire adult celebrating? life. celebrating? They're celebrating 10 years of... Yeah, 10 years of Kardashians. The Kardashians. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like it's been longer, even? Well, it does to me. Seems like I've been hearing about that for friggin' ever. I tell you what, I oh look my at God. that stuff. I, I react to that stuff the same way I react to those African gals who stretched their neck out, putting ring after ring on there till their neck's like a foot long. I don't get either one. <laughs> What's the appeal? Yeah, the TV show. The TV show. Once my wife started me watching, they, they, they edited it together in such a way it was fairly entertaining. You wonder, you wonder why poor Bruce Jenner put up with that, and you find out later it's because he's a gal and he's got a lot of other things on his mind. <laughs> right. Um, he wasn't paying attention. All he was doing is sitting there thinking, man, I wish I was a gal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bruce! Bruce! Oh, what? Sorry, I was thinking about being a gal. <laughs> sitting there all beleaguered. Well, were you going to talk about that school district that had a big meeting on whether or not to continue to teach? Is it kindergartners? About, yeah. Uh... yeah, books about transgenderism in kindergartners because it's such an urgent need to teach them about a tiny, tiny fraction of 1%. Of the population, with all due respect and sympathy. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't you be teaching them about cancer 20 times more as kindergartners than transgenderism? Or, I don't know, a hundred other things. Um, I don't want that introduced to my seven-year-old and five-year-old. No, it's too advanced. It's too confusing for little kids like that. It would have to be so confusing. Oh, yeah. I could just imagine if I told my five-year-old, you know what, you might actually be a girl, so I want you to think about that, you know. My son who's seven who likes the color pink, he wears a shirt that says, I make pink look cool. I, I, should, should I tell him, you know, you might be a girl, and that might be why you like pink, so you might want to, you know, yeah. think about that on a day-by-day basis as you make your decisions. God, if you are a decent parent at all, if you know anything about parenting, you understand that that you start with broad strokes. You have to, because that's all they can comprehend. And then you get into the finer and finer points as they, you know, get closer to and reach adulthood. I mean, like teaching your kids, you know, you you shouldn't hit somebody. You shouldn't steal. Maybe that's a good one. You shouldn't steal. And then at five years old, trying to say, you know, unless you believe that a pattern of criminality has been established by an individual and the stealing is actually just retribution and or recompense for their offenses, blah, blah, blah. No, you teach a five-year-old not to steal. And if at some point, you know, they, they, they realize, oh, there are some situations where you do confiscate money or goods by force, that's fine, but not at age five. There's little boys and little girls. That's plenty for five-year-olds. If they see somebody who's a little boy who, who who says, I'm a little girl, they can ask and just say, 
They feel like a little girl. They're still a nice person. And then if they have more questions, answer them. You don't need to trot out the full curriculum to a five-year-old. They don't want it. They don't need it. It will just confuse them. It's like sex education. Hey, where do babies come from? When a mommy and daddy love each other and want a baby, they make a baby. If they have a follow-up question, answer the follow-up question. They have a question after that, answer nah, you, you the, But they're in, almost certainly not going to. You do it in front of them. <laughs> you give them the full, well, first let's talk about the sperm cell and the ovum. First, your mom's going to have to take her pants off. You work uh, through the the, phys- the physical parts, exactly. Then you move into sexuality. Then, of course, don't you now? You move into aberrant sexuality. And forms of sexuality that only affect, like, less than 1% of the population. You have to, Now, some right? people like to have sex with dogs. Right, exactly. And now, that um, doesn't make any babies. Don't worry, there are no half-dog, half-people running around. As far as you know. <laughs> um, uh, duh, what was I going to say? Oh, so, so what happened at this school? I wasn't following the story. They, they did... Put out a book, or well, yeah, a kindergarten teacher uh, brought in a book and read a book about transgenderism to the kindergartners, and there was another book, I think, like earlier in the week or something. Because there was, there were a couple of doses of transgender something or other. And did this teacher go out on their own, or was this part of the school official school? No, it wasn't curriculum. It was just it's a charter school too, where they have a little more freedom to design oh, right. lesson plans and gotcha. stuff, which I'm in favor of. Um, but this this teacher who decided to really enlighten the kids went to a complex topic full of subtleties that's way too involved for for kindergartners. You know, in the opinion of a lot of parents, kind of an activist gesture. I haven't, people are freaked out by it. I fortunately haven't run into one of these things yet in my school. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I would guess you will. I know they had a big, pretty big... Uh, Pretty big thing in the San Diego schools about sex education. Some of the things they were talking about. How to have gay sex, etc. Yeah. Uh, can we just teach them to read and write, please? Well, that reminds me, briefly. We were watching the um, Sesame Street 40-year anniversary or something like that DVD. I just happened to come across. The kids were sick the other day, so and I wanted to find something educational. And so it was Sesame Street from back in the day, starting in 1970. Mm-hmm. And it was just highlights through all these years. I remember it well. And it was all reading, writing, and jokes around letters and numbers. Mm-hmm. All of it. They didn't. They didn't teach any social trying to fix the world stuff at all in any of these highlights. Now, my kids, it's hard to get them. They don't like Sesame Street. They loved this. They begged me the next day, "Can we watch more of it?" I try to get them to watch Modern Sesame Street. They will not. They don't want to watch a lecture about accepting immigrants. Yeah, or there's so much stuff in Spanish they just don't understand, get it, or just aren't interested. Right. Now, th- th- that, that's because they don't speak that language. That's as good a test case as you can have. A couple of kids with no agenda whatsoever. They loved the old school, school Sesame Street, wanted more of it, and it was all educational. They, I can't get them to watch the new version. Mm-hmm. That's something. Trying too hard. Trying too hard in schools, trying too hard in Sesame Street. Just t- teach them to STEM stuff science, technology, engineering, math, whatever it STEM stands for. I would say any ideologies beyond the very, very basics have no place in early childhood education. So Jimmy Kimmel made another comment uh, on his show last night where he was talking about health care and everything like that. It was kind of interesting. We should probably get into that. Um, 
Whether or not it's a good idea for his show, I don't know. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, an example of me agreeing with the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which usually makes me crazy. I'll get to that in a little bit. God, they're still celebrating 10 years of Kardashians on the Today Show. Oh, Lord. I almost want to listen to what they're talking about. I can't imagine what the conversation is. Or if you just want to replicate the feeling, just drink as much Ipecac as you can get a hold of, and you'll be just about the same as watching the 10 years in retrospect. In our headline of the day, topless car wash raises cash for deputies wounded in gun battle at Rastafarian Pot Farm. I saw that headline. Were they actually topless? Yes. Huh. I didn't know you could do that. Like, were they behind a, a sheet? Or, you can't just be out on the street. Jack, we'll get to the story. Topless car wash raises cash for deputies wounded in gun battle at Rastafarian Pot Farm in a couple of minutes. So we uh, do this now and then. Uh, three of the late night comedians made a joke about the same thing. Yeah, it's one of my new favorite features. Uh, who joked it best? We'll play three different uh, comedians, each with a, a different, slightly different take on a, on a same theme or joke. Joe Getty will offer his rankings on who did it best. I stand ready to judge harshly. During his address to the U.N. today, President Trump referred to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un as Rocket Man. Even worse, he referred to nuclear missiles as Boom Boom Sticks. (laughs) Folks, the Rocket Man has Boom Boom Sticks, and there's a good chance we're all going to go kablooey. He said Kim Jong-un was a rocket man on a suicide mission. And, you know, if you want to insult Kim Jong-un, maybe don't make it sound like he's an action-packed new movie franchise. (laughs) Just call him Lil' Kim, you know? That's good enough. In his speech, Trump also referred to Kim Jong-un as Rocket Man, saying (laughs) Rocket Man is on a suicide mission, which is ridiculous. You can't call someone Rocket Man in the same speech where you're threatening to launch rockets. That makes you both (laughs) Rocket Men. You're all Rocket Men. Wow, the fat foreigner saved it at the end. What's his name? Uh, James Corden. That's it. The fat foreigner. (laughs) Um... And I gave him a solid B. Kimmel's was a C minus. Well, and it would have been a D, except that he's so likable. Uh, but uh, Myers, uh, what's his name? Young Seth, Seth, Myers. Seth, Myers, Seth Myers, with a B plus, solid mm-hmm. B plus for that joke. I found that very amusing. Although it did degenerate into the typical Trump is stupid oh, yeah. uh, rhetoric, which is just getting a little tiring. Unless you are delighted by the idea that Trump is stupid. But I LOL'd at the boom-boom stick, so... Yes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has slapped down San Francisco's Board of Supervisors, which unanimously voted because they were all so certain they were right. How interesting. That they got to make it uh, a law that, for instance, Coca-Cola has to put on their can, this is going to make fat kids and people die, and you got to put all these horrible warnings on your your product in the Ninth U.S. Circuit of... the Ninth Court... Uh, said it's free speech, and uh, they get to refuse to convey warnings about their products if they want. So just to break it down, the most liberal court in the land, circuit court, slapped down a unanimous measure by the San Francisco City Council, which just goes to show you how out there they are. Right. Ye ye people are just cuckoo nuts. So how come that doesn't apply to cigarettes? Why do they have to put... uh Bad stuff on their packages. Probably just a more direct correlation, mm. a higher level of danger. You're it's right. Like everything, it's a question of balance. Smoking acid. You can't. You can't make an argument for smoking a single cigarette. Uh, whereas Coca Cola, you know, you drink them in moderation, you'll be fine. Right. Exactly. 
there is such an uh, an idea as moderate Coca Cola mm-hmm. ingestion. I don't even the cigarette thing bothers me a little bit. All all the information is out there. Anybody who is a a conscious human being. Oh, I agree. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's is more than aware. But. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. It's crazy when you hand, go to other countries and you see the. The whole packs are essentially just a carcinogenic lung on, on the front of it. It's, oh, yeah. those are gruesome oh. to look at. Even harder core, yeah. Oh. But I get it. There, there are enormous direct costs to cigarettes specifically. I can steer clear of Coca-Cola and Pepsi, for all sodi pop, and still be a 900-pound blimp. Sure. Um, let's make the topless car wash our, our closer because it's so good. Uh, here's a Hobby Lobby story. This went viral, and Hobby Lobby's quite shocked. It's actually not good, Jack. Oh, not... One of the girls was injured terribly, and her breast will never be the same. She didn't get her tea in a ringer, did she? <laughs> Read my mind. <laughs> um, so Hobby Lobby surprised when this happened. This went viral on your Facebook and everything. Like A customer wrote and complained that they sell raw cotton at Hobby Lobby. Oh, boy. What is raw cotton? Uh, just cotton balls, which my kids use for art okay. projects. You know, you make the tail on the bunny okay. with cotton, you stick it on there. A variety of things you can do with cotton. You, you probably remember from your childhood. Uh, the customer wrote that raw cotton is reminiscent of the plantation south and enslaved people who were forced to harvest cotton. Gotta be trolling. And that Hobby Lobby needed to stop selling the decorations. The retail chain responded that the uh, to the viral post yesterday saying craft stores have sold cotton as a botanical decoration for decades. In d- complete ignorance of uh, the historical uh, baggage. And that they don't believe that most you people... Need to stop immediately. They don't believe that most people associate the decoration with what Hobby Lobby called a regrettable chapter in American history. Well, so... What? what? Slavery? <laughs> That's so, got to be trolling. It could be. Surely nobody's that deluded and crazy. Although, please, how many times have I heard that phrase and been proved wrong? I don't know. The whole cultural appropriation thing is so insane to me. Well, in the whole offense, I take offense at that. I'm guessing my that's a, a parody. My parody alarm is going off. That is somebody doing a really clever imitation of social justice warriors. Well, if that was trolling. Uh, I tip my hat to you, though I'm not wearing a hat. Um, you got Hobby Lobby to respond seriously, so. Well, and it was a viral post. You, uh, so, to what's what extent, viral? You know, what's the definition of viral? Uh, many How many thousands people? of people? Well, that's see, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing it was many, many people shared it, and then the people they shared it with shared it, et cetera, et cetera. How many of those people were in on the wing? Yeah, so I was just working up to the point that corporations, ours and others, you got to ignore these things. You just got to ignore them. They'll go away in a day. In one day, it'll be gone if you just ignore it. Wow, one that lasts 24 whole hours? That'd be a big one. Oh, it'd have to be huge to last 24 hours. Yeah. It's most likely going to last 30 minutes as people are screwing around at work. Oh, did you see this? And they pass it along, and then by the end of the day, it's gone. Right, right. Hobby Lobby selling cotton because they're, well, they're clearly pro-slavery. Right. They just sit around <laughs> wishing, oh, my God, I wish we had some slaves around here. Did if you, only slavery hadn't ended, they're saying to themselves. Did you sing Jump Down, Turn Around, Pick a Bale of Cotton when you were in school? Yes. Do they still do that? I, I doubt it because people will freak out because people are desperately looking for excuses to act offended because that shows how enlightened they are. Was that a slave song? It was. Uh, Is that why we learned it? Uh, well, we learned a bunch of quote-unquote Negro spirituals and traditional work songs because it's part of American heritage. 
That doesn't mean you're delighting in slavery. I don't know. It seems weird to me that I learned some slave songs. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I know I learned some in you, church. You called it a traditional work song, which is, I think, being fairly well, charitable. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, there were, what percentage of the workers in the South in the 1840s, for instance, were slaves? Well, I don't know. That's why I was asking. I don't know if it was, if it's a, it was mostly a slave song or not. If it was just anybody who picked cotton. Yeah. That's fine. A frequently frequently forgotten aspect of the South prior to the Civil War is that white poor white people were starving. They couldn't get work. Slavery served only the super rich. Of course, Joe wanted to name this the Robert E. Lee Memorial Studio, and we had to talk him out of it. I don't recall that conversation. Not specifically. <laughs> Stonewall jerk-off over there. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Donald Trump decides the fate of the Iran nuke deal. We've got a California high school pulling a mock slavery lesson after a slew of parents yeah. complained about oh, it. Boy. How did you think that was going to go over, you idiot? Jump down, turn around, pick a bale of hay. And Taco Bell making a game-changing addition to its offerings. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. I got a Taco Bell related, uh, related comment that you'll be amused by. Oh boy. I have one too. <laughs> oh boy. And Michael has one. Great. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Baby. Got a Michigan high school teacher who is sexing up her 16 year old student. What does she look like, Joe? Above average, attractive, probably dyed blonde hair between 27 and 38 years old. She's 26, very close, and here's what she looks like. Bada boom, bada bing. That might be natural blonde hair. Above average, blonde chick. They all look exactly the same, though. They all look exactly the same. Yep, It's weird. I wonder what's going on there. Well, we'll answer that question and the question if cops are shot at a Rastafarian pot farm and Need a little money. Will the bare-boobed women of their area step to their aid? Seems odd. That answer coming up. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says he's made a decision on whether to pull the U.S. out of the Iran nuclear deal. During a photo op in New York this morning, Trump, playing coy, told reporters he'll reveal that decision soon. The deal was negotiated by the U.S. and several other world powers. Trump's called it a terrible deal and an embarrassment to the U.S. Now, this morning, Iran's President Rouhani warned the U.S. about pulling out of the agreement, as heard here through an interpreter. By violating its international commitments, the new U.S. administration only destroys its own credibility and undermines international confidence in negotiating with it. All right, fine. I actually see his point as a guy running a theocracy. Right. Trump Trump engages in the push, push, push school of negotiation. Even after he closes a deal, or the previous guy p- p- closed a deal, he's sending the message, yeah, it's not good enough. I don't like it. You're not doing good enough. This ought to be better. We got to tear the, we got to renegotiate. He pushes and pushes and right. pushes. And then when it actually comes time to negotiate, he's in a different position than if he'd been going along to get along. Right. It's, it's not that, it's not scary and it's not that exceptional once you catch on to what he's doing. After getting a number of complaints from parents at a Cerritos, California high school, the school removed a mock slavery lesson from its curriculum that had eighth grade students playing the part of slaves. 
As part of Whitney High School's lesson, students' hands were bound with masking tape, and they had to lie on the ground in a dark room as if they were on a slave ship while they watched a clip from the 1970s miniseries Roots, and teachers played the part of the ship captains. An explanation. That's out there. An explanation of the lesson that was emailed to parents ahead of time also said it would be done as a surprise, stating that it would be more powerful if students weren't prepared for it. The email said the idea is for them to be uncomfortable and to feel mistreated like a piece of property. However, please rest assured your child will not be physically or emotionally hurt or harmed in any way. You know, I'm not sure this is the greatest idea ever, but I don't think it would do any harm. Trying to teach the kids about the... uh humiliation of being owned more slaves on the earth right now than have ever existed previously by the way i never have done anything like that i think i fully understand from a fairly young age that being a slave would be bad yeah like i say it's i don't think it's necessary but i think this is manufactured outrage people going crazy over this i mean it may not be great like i said but i don't think it's terrible i think it's manufactured driving home a point everybody agrees on already with modern kids these days? I don't know. Do you with think their, modern kids don't their, get slavery uh, bad? Their uh, smartphones <laughs> and their ecstasy. <laughs> Smoking their marijuanas. That's uh, right. Taco Bell is going to be opening 300 to 500 cantina-style locations over the next five years that will focus on what they call urban areas. They won't have drive throughs They'll have open kitchens, digital menu boards, Featuring local artwork, and they'll serve alcohol, offering beer, wine, sangria, and slushy drinks. Never mind that. Will they still serve burritos that make me go kerblooey? They'll be also serving slushy drinks called Twisted Freezes that let you add vodka, rum, or tequila. Booze at the Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Are they upgrading the menu? The foodstuffs. It'll be the same menu, but it'll be on a digital menu board. (laughs) I thought y'all liked the Taco Bell. Uh, I like it, like, on one level. It's it's not sit down, have a margarita, and some <laughs> bell type fare. But what about an alcoholic slushy uh, type fare? Because this is really just them getting into the fast casual thing. Right. This is their attempt right. to be a Chipotle. Right. Well, um, right. That's why I asked about yeah, yeah. the grub. I mean, you got to upgrade the grub if you're going to... It just it seems bizarre to have that sort of dining experience with that quality of food. <laughs> Besides, I mean, if you have a big Taco Bell burrito and a couple of drinks, drive home fast. I don't know how rugged your uh, hind end is, but I mean, there's going to be pressure building. My barely related Taco yeah. Bell story is we have a serious mouse problem at my house. Worst mouse problem I've ever had in my life. I mean, there's just freaking mice everywhere, and I've set so many traps, and the problem, I think I've caught eight in the last two weeks. You still need a cat. I've got a couple of cats, but my <laughs> wife said we got to go to the Taco Bell and get some of them real feral mousers, because the local Taco Bell from us has got like nine feral cats that hang around the drive through thing. Really? Yeah. So just, again, your wife's plan wow. is to go to the local Taco Bell, trap some feral cats, and bring them home. <laughs> it was mostly a joke about how the Taco Bell has nine feral cats that Actually, hang around the drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And we don't know why. Wow. They just live there. I think wow. people feed them or something. Huh. A lot of people drop their tacos. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Or maybe that's the herd, if you know what I mean. Uh, not going there. I've never eaten Taco Bell, so I have no comment. The beef burrito. Why are you using your finger quotes? 
it's got beef on it. There he did. He did the finger quotes yeah, again. Yeah. Again. I don't know what he's trying to say. I don't know what he's hinting at. People want the beef. <laughs> Surely nothing good. <laughs> the Petery Out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Looking at the cable ratings for last week, the number one, two, three, four shows all NFL football games. So while their ratings are way down, it's still the hottest thing on cable. <clears throat> so they're making money. Right behind it, Rachel Maddow. I'll be danged. Yeah. So a couple of stories that may at first glance appear to be somewhat scatological, earthy, uh, gross, childish, are not. First of all, a quick follow-up on the... (laughs) I'm sorry. The Colorado Springs Mad Pooper. (laughs) It's a a jogger, allegedly, who has defecated on a couple of people's lawns. Hey, don't do that. I would yell. Uh, Cut it out! Um, Seven times. Wow. That's, That's... so this woman is doing it over and over again. Somebody got a picture of her, security camera or something. It it's is a woman. A fit woman wearing, uh, you know, a fairly upscale exercise gear. I don't know. Maybe she got it at the Walmart. It cost her eight bucks for the top, eight bucks for the bottom. Athleisure. But she is definitely a woman dressed for a workout in good shape. Yeah, very modern workout attire. Yeah, yeah. I'd say between twenty five and 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 forty five. Mm, does she poop in the woods? She's in real... <laughs> no. No. no front, she... front lawns. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the, the the police are trying to figure out who, who, who she is and are appealing to the populace for help in identifying this woman who just poops on people's yards and runs away. Boy, you want to know more about her, don't you? As I've said many times, they're inventing a new kind of crazy every single day. Uh, I wonder if every other aspect of her life is completely normal except for that. <sighs> That could be. You often come across that. We've talked about that with sexual kinks. People can be, you know, average, fairly normal, pleasant in every single way, but they got something absolutely crazy going on behind closed doors. As long as it's consensual, it's none of my business. Pooping on the lawn, that's my business. Keep your business out of my business. Here's your headline of the day. Topless car wash raises cash for deputies wounded in gun battle at Rastafarian Pot Farm. It's Yuba County in California, kind of betwixt uh, the barrier and, and Sacramento, kind of north there. A lot of rural, some beautiful small towns, et cetera, et cetera. So you got the, the cops. This is what it's like to be a cop. You get a call. There's a new worker at the Sugar Leaf Rastafarian Churchman. It's some Rastafarian would-be uh, enclave. Uh, out in you know rural California, where they fancy themselves Rastafarians and they grow pot. Well, they hired a new worker, I guess. The guy shows up. It's like the first day or two he's working there. He goes crazy. He starts yanking the pot out of the ground, ranting and raving and running around. And he's got a gun. And so the poor Rastafarians call the cops and say, we don't know what to do, man. And, and so the cops come out and this lunatic starts squeezing off shots at the sheriff's deputies. Philip Bronson, Andrew Everhart, thank God they're going to be all right. They were shot multiple times. Both wow. underwent surgery. They're going to be okay. And shout out to uh, to Phil and, and Andrew and, and the families. Glad they're going to be all right. Um, but uh, so the local strip club there, the City Limits Showgirls, decided they want to show their appreciation and support of the cappers 
Because, you know what, I have a friend who for years, he's an, uh, an officer of the law, he worked the entertainment beat. The nightclub districts, around hmm. the strip clubs at all, uh, working with the owners, working with the bouncers to try to keep the mayhem to a minimum. I didn't know that was a, specializ- a specialization of police work until I got to know the guy a little better, and um, it's really interesting. Um, but anyway, so the strippers say, these uh, these coppers help keep us safe, They we f- we can take off our our clothes and, and gyrate in peace. Thanks to them, they want to show their support. So they put up a big tent in a parking lot. Jack, to your concerns about, you know, children seeing a stray boob here and there. Put up a tent, Cheat. put on a car wash and started washing the cars. They raised a couple grand for the cops and their families. But one of the more amusing parts of this to me, and this is, this is a measure of the 21st century, where we're more pornographic than ever. And everybody goes to great pains to act more puritanical than ever. The sheriff's department is falling all over itself to say, we do not endorse the event. We've looked into the legality of the event. It does check out. But uh, while we appreciate the sentiment of support, we do not endorse the event. We don't promote it. Uh, we didn't condone it. Calm down. It, 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 nobody thinks you're running strippers out of the sheriff's department. Yeah, relax. Nobody's concerned that you're, like, berating young women to strip down to a G-string and show their nipples. Nobody thinks that. You're okay. It's okay to say, you know, this is kind of unexpected and maybe even a little embarrassing, but it's awfully nice of those those young ladies to do this. Well, what are you doing? You're in favor of strip clubs, and I can only assume prostitution <laughs> protested nobody ever. Right. God, people, calm down. The um, strippers are raising money for our deputies who were shot. That's really nice, said the sheriff, who's not crazy. Tip of the cap, whoever texted Gato Bell. That's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It, it worked in a little Spanish. Yeah, and also somebody said in the 70s at school, we would have Slave Day. We would bid on slaves, and they'd have to follow us around and do what we did. I just remember we did that. Yeah, we did too. We did that at school. Nobody even thought twice about it. Yeah. Captain of the football team, get a high bid. Yeah. Less popular kids, not so much. A little embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> uh, let's hear your guest announcer. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. And those other guys, too. That's dismissive. <laughs> um, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Well done, though. I salute you, sir. Let's get a final thought from Positive Sean. P.S.? Yes, I'm going to be doing more of my part in catching up on the Ken Burns documentary. I love it. It's uh, it's great. That's uh, yeah, I, I won't go yeah. too far, it but is, it's great. It is so good. Michelangelo, final thought. Uh, yeah, today Marshall mentioned uh, the Generation Z teens. They don't want to drive. They don't want to have sex. They don't want to drink. These teens used to be called nerds. Now apparently it's the new normal. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, your final thought. I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to a Taco Bell wine bar near me. It's a great time to be alive. I wonder if I can get a franchise. Michael, you know, Marshall used to get on his horse and go to the quilting bee. Oh, <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Always enjoy it. Jack, your final thought. <laughs> Just giving you a heads up. It's going to be a meme for the next 24 hours. Melania Trump is giving a speech right now. Why is she wearing what is that? It looks like she's wearing a Hans and Franz costume from the old Saturday Night Live days. But dyed in, like, highlighter pink? Yeah, everybody's going to be making a joke about that in the next 24 hours. I'm just giving you a heads up. What the hell is that she's wearing? And my final thought, based on a couple of conversations we've had this morning, try this for 
24 hours, just a day. Don't act offended unless you're actually offended. Don't express outrage unless you're actually outraged. You telling me when to be offended offends me. <laughs> In fact, I need a, a a puppy to cuddle or a balloon or something. Is anybody actually going to be injured by any of this? It's perhaps a question you could ask yourself before you go on sputtering to the interwebs to show how enlightened you are. But what of my feelings, Joe? Armstrong and Getty. My rights don't end where your feelings begin, Wrapping up another grueling (laughs) four-hour workday. So many people will thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have you an opinion? You want to throw your two cents in? Is there something we ought to be talking about that we missed? It happens, and y'all are great at alerting us to it. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Seriously, why is Melania Trump wearing that? What is that? Does that inflate? Do you have to blow it up? It's a flotation device. Strange. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. And the show's over. What? Bye-bye. No one wants to see your junk. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.